Welcome to Diary of a Sheep Dairy Farmer, where we talk all things dairy sheep, from breeding to lambing to milking and everything in between and outside. I'm your host, Becca, owner, operator, and glorified farmhand of Hidden Hollow Sheep Dairy. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for being here. We are elbows deep into lambing. Thankfully, it's been slow and steady and so far no real issues. I have a ewe that was down with preg talks, got that under control, and now she has laminitis. So we are treating her for that with some soft ground and Medicam for pain and inflammation. She is still bred. She is still due, but she's not showing any signs of having those lambs yet. And I am hoping she's going to wait until we can get her completely on her feet. I have another ewe that has a respiratory issue. I think it's pneumonia. So I'm treating her for that. She just has this deep wheeze in her chest and it it sounds like it hurts, but she's up, she's eating. So I think we're on the right track with that. I have also had a run of first time ewes that are taking their sweet time coming into their milk. But I am happy to say that they have all within 24 hours of lambing come into their milk and the lambs are doing well. Other than that, the lambing part has actually been pretty smooth sailing. No stuck lambs, no backwards lambs, no lambs that need pulled. So far, we've only had one set of triplets. Everything else has been twins or singles and I'm okay with that. I love the fact that even my first time ewes are doing everything on their own and need no assistance from me. I love the fact that I don't have a ton of multiples because I don't, I don't try to keep prolific use because I just, I don't want to have to raise them. I don't like anything more than twins. My sheep are bred for milk, not multiples. And even though they are great for views, They aren't so great for my pocketbook, as that means I have to raise at least one of them. It has been a strange year for me, though. Usually, I can count on my sheep giving me about 50-50 for ram lambs and ewe lambs, but this year, I haven't had a ewe lamb yet. My husband is happy, since that means more for him to sell and less for me to keep, but it's going to be very difficult to keep any replacement ewes if I don't have any ewes. So I didn't really have a plan for this week's podcast. Originally, I was going to have my husband on to talk a little bit about lambing, but that didn't work out, which is why this episode is a little bit later to post than I would like. So I thought I would answer a couple questions this week that I have gotten. So first, why do I lamb in February rather than in the spring? The answer is twofold. First, I want to be done lambing before I get into the fields and start planting corn or barley and before I'm neck deep into hay. Moving water and harvesting hay takes a lot of my time and I don't want to have to split my time between making sure my hay is growing well and put up right for my sheep and making sure my lambs are surviving. The second reason is that I wanna be able to milk my sheep earlier than summer. 
I haven't decided on how long I plan to milk this year. Each year is different and depends if I have any help or not. When will you start milking? This question I get all the time. And if everything goes right in my world, which let's be honest, it probably won't. I will start milking around mid-March, 1st of April. I like to wait until the lambs are about 30 days old before I start milking. We do what is called a milk share with the lambs. So they will be locked away from mom on hay and creep for 12 hours. And once I milk mom, we will reunite lambs and moms for another 12 hours with all the feed they want. And then we will just repeat that process after 12 hours. We will separate lambs and moms. And then at the beginning of the day or in the evening, whenever those 12 hours come, I will milk the moms and then lambs will go back in with moms. It, it seems to work fairly well for us and it just puts a little less stress on me. Then I don't have to milk twice a day. I can still just milk once a day and where it's usually only me doing the milking, once a day is plenty. What do you do with your sheep milk? Right now, I make cheese and yogurt for my family, and we are in the process of getting a commercial kitchen license that I will be able to make cheese for sale for the public. My dream is to have a little farm stand on our property where I can sell eggs, bread, lamb, and cheese. Eventually, I hope to be able to bottle sheet milk and yogurt for sale as well, but that's down the future line quite a ways. It's, it's going to take a lot to get the equipment. It's going to take a lot to figure out how I want to bottle it. And the bottling equipment is way pricey. So we'll see. It's a future problem. It's not in the... It's not in the plans for right now. Why don't you keep your sheep in a barn? And this one came from the whole winter fiasco, I believe. And then on the flip side, I got somebody that wants to know, why aren't my sheep on pasture? You just, you can't please everybody. It doesn't matter what you do. If you do it this way, there's going to be people mad. And if you do it that way, there's going to be people mad. I think the second question did come about when my sheep we're in the feedlot um, when we were dealing with the predator problem this winter and when we had that awful amount of snow. Normally my sheep are always on pasture other than during the winter months when there isn't much grass and they're still out on pasture, but they come in every night for to the feedlot for their hay. As for why they aren't in the barn, it's because they don't need to be. I prefer my sheep on pasture because I have the land to allow them access to pasture all day, every day. The only time my sheep are ever in the barn is during lambing or sometimes breeding, depending on if I, I need to use that space. Even breeding, they're usually just in a, a smaller feedlot type paddock. Are you ever going to get your fences done? Boy, I sure hope so. <laughs> It is an ongoing task and one I hope I will get back to once I'm not dealing with lambs, once the weather warms up a little bit more and it's just, it's ongoing. Why do you put new tags in your sheep? That's cruel. 
Not really sure what's cruel about it. But yeah, sometimes questions just make me laugh. We have been switching to RFID tags over the last two years. And while almost all of our adult use have their RFID tags, there are some that got missed. So they have to get their new tags. And it isn't cruel. It's no different than if they lost a tag and I need to replace it. Um, what do you do with all your lambs? Well, we sell the majority of them. I do keep a few of the lamb, ram lambs back for other farmers, as well as ewe lambs that don't fit my program, but they might fit someone else's. And the rest of the ram lambs get weathered and sent to market, which is my husband's favorite thing. All right, last question. What made you go with RFID tags? And the honest answer is other YouTubers in Australia, the UK, Canada, who use the system to keep track of their sheep. Um, I think pretty much everywhere but the US, RFID tags are required to sell sheep, whereas we have scrapies in the US that are required to sell sheep and goats. There's always talk about implementing an RFID system, but so far it's it's never been done. But it's just nice that I can scan a tag and have all the information on that you right there. I can know how many lambs she's had. I can know when the last time she lambed was. I can know if she had any udder issues, if she had any lambing issues. Um, I can see her, her her genealogy and who her dad is, who her mom is. I can I see all of that, which is so nice. I don't have to keep running to my computer or flipping through my sheet books. It's right there. Um, I also plan to use it for milking. I haven't implemented it yet, but I've talked to a few different places and about how I can keep track of all the milking records that I need with my sheep and on my Gallagher and my RFID tags. And I can keep track of how much milk each you gives as well as any issues she may have on the milking stand and any issues with her udder. So N-O-N milk metering. Maybe I said that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited to be able to use it this year on my sheep for the milking end of things. Um, lately, I've just been using it or the past two years, I've just been using it for lambing and then this year for culling. And so I'm excited to keep expanding my use. Okay, I know this is short. And once again, it is just me talking and I get tired of listening to me talking. So I do apologize. <laughs> if anyone is interested on being on the podcast and talking about your experience with dairy sheep, let me know. I would love to talk to you. You can get a hold of me at Diary of a Sheep Dairy Farmer on Instagram or at Hidden Hollow Sheep Dairy. So I appreciate you all being here and thank you for your support. I would be ever so grateful if you would leave a review or share this podcast with your dairy sheep loving friends. Anything to get the word out. As always, you can find me on the Instagram at Diary of a Sheep Dairy Farmer. And if you want to follow the chaos around the farm, you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok at Hidden Hollow Sheep Dairy. Thanks for being here, guys. We'll talk to you again next week.